Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which you analyze Man of Steel by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. I'm Joey Esposito. I'm also on social media at Joey Esposito. And you can listen to me on the You Had Me at Hello podcast. Alrighty, cool. And today on Man of Steel Minute, we're talking about number 95. Uh, and the minute starts with Feor dodging an attack from Kal-El, and then the minute ends with Kal-El using his heat vision against both Feor and Namek. Um, this is like high time brawling. This is like them, all three of them, just battling it out with their like with fists, like hand to hand combat. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. It's great. There's um, so much great choreography in this scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's really cool about it is the blend between the motion capture and like what's real footage. Um, because I think most of the time people think like, okay, when does it become like all CGI? Well, it's really not because almost every punch or every throw that they're doing is shot was shot in that location. But then later on they enhance it with like the motion capture that they were, uh, using. So it's, it's really cool. I know the the shot of Namek like throwing Superman into the ground was really just two dudes holding Henry Cavill and doing the same thing. Really? Yeah, and then they in post it's Namek. So I thought that was really yeah. cool. Um, well, this is another <clears throat> scene that you know I mentioned earlier this week that I was on set for this scene, mm-hmm. and this fight in particular is like the scene we got to watch them actually film and. Yeah, I mean, they did this whole thing, including you know, even that moment where he tries to fly away and Namek grabs him yeah. and slams him down. Like, they did that with a bunch of, you know, wires and stuff like that. So, like, they did it all and then just sort of enhanced it, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see a little bit of teamwork between the two Kryptonians, uh, Namek and Feora. Yeah, I wrote down. Or are they just kind of all over the place and, I, th- I think it just goes back to like um, it's probably militaristic thinking or it's probably just like a hand-to-hand combat you know what you're trained to do but it's just like it, i think it goes back to like a two verse one situation where mm-hmm. it's like what does the other person do while you're doing this it's it's kind of like that we see it a little bit from another point of view where superman takes Feora and tries to fly away with her and separate the two of them mm-hmm. so that's like that's you know in a, in a two verse one fight your main goal is to try to separate them you know, especially yeah. if you can hold your own. So I get that. I like that it was quick thinking by Clark. Um, but I've always loved the, the, the Namek interception of him trying to get up and fly away and he grabs yeah, his feet. So like it was, it's like, just so perfectly timed. Is, yeah. yeah, I enjoy that. It's like, like it's flipping him around. Superman has no idea what's happening to him as he's you know, slamming into the ground. Like mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, like I said, like this is one of my favorite fight scenes and it's because of Veor and Namek. Like I remember leaving this movie theater and being like those two are my favorite i want action figures of both of them yeah but of course namek was treated as just like a generic kryptonian they didn't even have a name for him at the time so it's like it was kind of sad but whatever (laughs) i really like that in that moment you mentioned where superman is flying away with feora like right before that he also uses her to yes hit (laughs) namek which is really cool like he grabs her hits him and then flies away yeah it's just a, a really cool moment I, I think this is like this scene is supposed to 
Uh, see, it's kind of weird because you would think it would do the opposite. But this is supposed to show his like amateur fighting skills. He doesn't know what to do. Cal is mostly on the ground this entire time that we're seeing them fight yeah. the, the two versus one. So he doesn't know what to do with this situation. And him just being on the ground and moving from light, right to left, like dodging the punches and grabbing you know Feyora's arm and moving it to the side and then pulling her on top of him and hitting you know Namek with her. Like that's it. Almost seems like that should be like what you would think, uh, you know someone that's been in a street fight would do but mm-hmm. this this guy hasn't and and he's just now quickly thinking about doing this and using this other person to attack another person like using it against him like it's just it's beautiful it, it's like i said it shows like his amateur fighting skills but it definitely i think it's supposed to show the amateur skills but it definitely doesn't hit it makes it look like he he knows what he's doing and i really enjoy that mm-hmm. he's learning <laughs> Yeah, I think these this type of fighting is again something that fans have always wanted to see—the hand-to-hand combat between two Kryptonians. That's not just punching you through the air and through buildings. That you're actually using, like you know, your elbows and and your you know blocking and and moving from side to side and and everything. It's just I wanted to see it. I saw it. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and even not only is the the, the hand-to-hand combat like superman action that we've never seen um we get to see him use heat vision in a way we've never seen it be used before mm-hmm. uh it's intimidating it's crazy it's uh terrifying almost how he uses it um it's really really cool so what happens in this minute is Feora has her hand on his face and his only reaction is to like get it get her off of him is using the heat vision um, which is really cool that it like it must be hurting her hand like incredibly, and then at the same time he's using his left eye to hit her and then hit Namek, and it's just a really cool like like just to see these people brawl it out and then him using the heat vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's is just really badass the way he used it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Kryptonians fighting each other is probably like the most like clash of titans you could ever mm-hmm. imagine or dragon ball z you know. yeah dragon ball z but it's i feel like it's expected <laughs> <laughs> like this isn't the heat vision it's thing where he, it, it's like he's he's breaking away from from two people holding him down and it's a kryptonian and he's just like you know he doesn't rip his arms away from his body and they like go flying away like he has to use his heat vision these you know fire beams to get these two people off of him it's just you know the the power behind this fighting that they're that they're going through is just incredible, and um, it just it, it translated really well on screen. I remember. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, meanwhile, that these people are battling it out, the military has decided to get back into the scene, get back into the battle, but on foot this time. Mm-hmm. Why? Makes total sense. <laughs> I I don't get it. Clearly, they'll be fine. <laughs> like I don't know um, military strategy, so I couldn't tell you, man. They had the fighter jets. <laughs> the guy jumped onto one of them mm-hmm. and ripped the guy up. Feor tried to do the same thing, but it could have happened again. So they go, hey, get on foot. Here's an M4. Yeah. Have a good day. Why? Are you... Again, this goes back to my thing. Like, Should you be evacuating civilians? Yes, you should. Are you doing that? 
I don't think so. No. Why are you not doing it? We're going to go take out the Kryptonians with bullets that have less impact than the 50 caliber saber rounds that the F-22 Raptor had, which is probably inaccurate, but, you know, it's still the same thing. You're like, painting a picture. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it seems like maybe it's just a desperation move. Like, again, just like the civilians running in and locking their doors or Superman grabbing another body to hit a different body. Like, it just seems like everyone's just sort of not in panic mode because it's the military and they seem pretty, like, you know, on an operational level, okay. But, like, what else can they possibly do rather than, like, try to contain the situation um that said like clearly it's not gonna pan out well <laughs> Mm-mm, no yeah as we're gonna see uh next week but yeah definitely not a good idea mm-hmm. <laughs> unless they were getting civilians then i'd be like all right please get down there and help those people out because they really need it it probably should that sounds like mm-hmm. the better option and then they would like you know drop a bomb on the city yeah yeah. Maybe. Well, you get it in the, next, in the next movie, but they're not in the city. They're in the air. In the sky. Yeah. In space. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just... The choreography, like this minute here is probably one of my top favorite minutes in the entire film. Um, mm-hmm. There's definitely some dialogue scenes and some softer, tender moments that I do like um, in the film, but when it comes to the action, this is probably my favorite minute of action in this entire film. Yeah. I gotta say, cause I, I think it's just, raw. I, like... I think it's powerful and I think it's, it's just fantastic to watch. Also like right at the beginning of this minute, uh, when Feyre dodges Superman and just like skids. And, like, oh yeah. Yeah. She, she like, it's like she's flying, but she's on the ground and she just like skids to the side and pops up. It's really badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we can compare it to Dragon Ball Z things with the whole phasing. Gosh, we're just comparing everything to Dragon Ball Z today, later, aren't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of I and then there's also the there's a shot of Namek like tackling Cal when he when they first get him onto the ground and he like knees him in the face almost and like mm-hmm. just drives him into the ground. That's I don't know. It's just something about it. It's just so cool to watch. It's like. It's uh, just so impactful, but it's uh, something that I really... It's a very... um, When he slams him, like, head first, it's a very... It looks like a panel out of Superman 75 with Doomsday when Doomsday, like, slams him into the rubble. Yeah. Like that. It's like... It looks like an an homage to, like, a Dan Jurgens Superman, which I don't know if that was intended or if it's just a similar positioning, but that's what I think of when I see that. I'm sure. Well, they're the same type of enemy where you have a mindless giant hulking beast (laughs) it's very uh similar to the incredible hulk so i mean it kind of makes sense yeah yeah Mm, do you guys have anything else for the minute uh the minute no i think that's i think that wraps it up a lot of action yeah a lot of good yeah i'm just rewatching that like 30 seconds over and over again yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, before we close out for the week, Joey, kind of had some questions for you because we wanted to know the first time uh, you saw Man of Steel and what your initial impression was. 
Um, so like I, like I mentioned, I saw like a scene being filmed. So like I had like a early exposure to it and then I saw it, I think it was like two weeks before release at a, at a press screening and I was super into it. I loved like in the moment, I loved the Krypton stuff at the beginning and I really liked Henry Cavill. I loved, uh, um, Lois Lane. I just, I just loved the cast and I just thought it really posed some interesting questions. And, you know, I think like a lot of people, I was very conflicted by the ending when Superman kills Zod. And, but ultimately I landed on, after thinking about it for like a few days, that I really enjoyed that aspect because it plays into what we were talking about earlier this week with putting Superman in impossible situations and, you know, how he's supposed to be this character that you look to when you're faced with an impossible choice and wondering sort of like, you know, how would Superman handle this? And I think in that moment, the the most controversial moment of this movie, I think he makes that decision, A, that he's human over Kryptonian. Like, there's that great line in this movie that's one of my favorite Superman moments when, you know, he's just like Krypton had its chance and just rips the ship apart. I love that moment. And that's sort of... Um, Exemplified when he kills Zod because he's choosing, you know, Earth over Krypton essentially mm-hmm. and ending the life of the last person that he could possibly relate to on that level. Um, but also choosing to take one life as opposed to potentially them killing billions of people. Um, and I, I think that's a really interesting moment so yeah i really liked it when it came out and i think it's it's grown on me even more as we sort of get removed from it and move forward in the dceu Mm -hmm. speaking of uh what are your thoughts on the entire uh dc extended universe as it is right now and then with upcoming films uh i like it i do i like batman versus superman the extended cut i mean i liked it in the theater too but like could recognize that there was gaping holes um, but the extended cut, I think, really goes a long way to improve that movie. And again, like it's it's not the Superman movie or like the DCU that I would have wanted or expected or like if I was somehow in charge of this thing, like that's not the tone I would go for. But it is what we have, and I appreciate this effort to place Superman in a really cynical world. Like, I don't think Superman inherently is cynical, obviously. And I don't think Henry Cavill's Superman is inherently cynical. I think he's trying to find the Superman that we all know, but he's has to do it navigating this world that is just like, so against, you know, shiny beacons and people of inspiration. Like it's, it's definitely a world where, as we see, you know, Batman is really the first superhero or Batman is like the, the one that we can relate to because he's doesn't have superpowers and he's like maybe goes too far sometimes. And it's like, it's interesting to me to see Superman try to navigate that world. That's like so inherently against him, even though he's only trying to help. Like it's sort of like he's met with this automatic distrust. Yeah. You know? And I, I think that these movies do that really, really well. Yeah. Um, especially in BVS, there's that moment where he's talking with Lois about, I don't remember what exactly what the phrasing is, but it's something about how the world's not like letting him be who he wants to be. 
or like is making him into someone he doesn't want to be or something like that. Oh, uh, the dream, dream I think of the farmer, you think? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really interesting. And even that even extends to Ma and Pa Kent, who are typically this like anomaly in a lot of ways in a, in a more cynical world. But even they have been touched by this cynicism that I think in the real world we see plenty of. You know, you have that moment with, with uh, Pa Kent and Man of Steel where he's like, I don't know, maybe you should have let that guy die. Mm-hmm. You know, which obviously is a very unpocket thing to say, but he's thinking of his son first and foremost, rather than sort of the larger scale morality mm-hmm. of things. Um, and then in Batman versus Superman, you have Martha saying, like, you don't owe this world anything and you can just run away, basically. Again, not a very Ma Kent thing to say, but I think a great example of a Superman finding his way, even when, like his most staunch supporters are sort of maybe not rooting for him to like put himself out there in that way. And yeah. I think hopefully the payoff whenever he returns in justice league part two or whatever is happening, um, hopefully the payoff is that he finds that per- that Superman that we're sort of waiting for, you know, and then we can move forward from there. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's really interesting and it's a intriguing take on, superheroes and what Superman represents. And I think, honestly, I think it's sort of misread by a lot of people. Um, and you know, if it's not your cup of tea, I totally get it. But for me, like, I think as a fan of comics, we're lucky in that we have an infinite number of Superman stories we can go to and enjoy. And this is just another one of those, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and speaking of Superman stories, uh, you normally we ask people, uh, so let's say someone has never read or they don't know much about Superman. Uh, and if they ever came to you Mm -hmm. wanting to get into Superman, like maybe, you know, just out of curiosity, Hey, I really want to get into Superman. Um, so we're kind of wondering what kind of books or TV shows, movies, like what would you send that person home to be like, Hey, you need to experience this right away. Um, I think in terms of comics, like getting a grip, a grip on sort of like the origin and all that sort of thing, I think Superman for All Seasons is great. It's a really easy read. It's a really pretty book. And I think it really nails the Smallville portion of that, especially if it's a fan coming from like loving Smallville but not having read comics. I think For All Seasons is perfect. Um, generally speaking, like as I think the best Superman story and the thing that encapsulates him the most in terms of like everything that he represents is of course, all-star Superman. Like it's just, yeah, it's everything about Superman is in that, in that book, you know? And I think from there you can go into like sort of more of the deeper continuity things. Um, but also this Superman animated series, like the original three part, opener of like going through the origin and stuff I think is really really good um and Superman the movie of course but also I would argue the second best Superman movie is the Lois and Clark pilot so mm. that's somewhere else I would yeah <laughs> I um, would direct people it's, haven't heard that one it's before. A, it's uh it's so funny and it's just so good and it's a really unique take on Superman and and his whole story. And I think that also is something that gets a bad rap because it sort of does something a little different in that it makes 
you know, he has a great line, not in the pilot, but in that series where he says, like, Clark Kent is who I am, but Superman is just what I can do. I think that's sort of the opposite in a lot of ways and how Superman is usually represented, you know, with Clark yeah. being like the, the act and Superman being the real person. But I, I dig that. So. So, yeah. That's oh, that's good. awesome. That's really cool. Um, we really enjoyed having you on this week. It was it was a blast to talk about uh, one of the best moments of this film. Uh, we'd love to have you back on for Donna Justice if you uh, have time in your schedule, hopefully next year, um, or even sooner than that. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, is there anything in Donna Justice that you personally would love to talk about? Like something that, like, in that film, like, is something that you're like, that to me is, uh, it could be for better or worse. It's just something that, like, uh, I guess catches your attention more than anything. Hmm. It's been a while since I watched it, but I really, I really like, um, the Lois and Clark stuff in that movie, um, both at the beginning and sort of at the end when he, like, basically knows that he's going to die. And they have that nice little moment. All that stuff really, really works well for me. Hell yeah. Um, no, that's cool. That's awesome. Uh, Nate, did you have anything left uh, for this week? Uh, no, I think I think that's it. Awesome. Joey, did you have anything else uh, for the week? Do you want to leave something for fans before we end a wrap up? No, I, I think um, if you haven't watched this movie in a while, I think it's definitely worth revisiting and and looking at it through sort of the lens that we've been talking about of a novice superman and the cynical world like trying to get the best of him but him not letting it i think i think if you have issues with this movie looking at it in that way might make you appreciate it a little bit more yeah Mm -hmm. i know that's like my favorite aspect of just this cinematic world that we're getting now like the you know the whole universe Mm -hmm. is just so dark and you know, when you have a world like this, why shouldn't there be superheroes to I, maybe shine and I a mean, light? Unfortunately, like, unfortunately, I think it's more reflective of our current world, like real yep. world, than something like the Marvel Universe, which is fun, but also like not. I don't know. I don't. I don't see our world in the Marvel Universe. I see our world in the DCEU with like just how. F- shitty everything is yeah, you know no, I, I agree 100 percent. i've opinion, always thought about that escapism yeah for the marvel franchise mm-hmm. uh, but i know a lot of people who haven't even seen this film but they've seen donald justice yep and it's really weird to talk about man of steel with some people or like and they're like yeah, i didn't even see man of steel but they know of donald justice they've seen it or they they know of it and they haven't seen it and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of crazy mm-hmm. that people have actually kind of not really taken the time to see this film. Um, Cause I, I yeah. feel like whether or not this became part of the DC cinematic universe or whatever, this film on its own is kind of important in my opinion, as far as like, you know, superheroes are supposed to influence you, you know, they're not just always supposed to beat up things and save the day and uh, accomplish the goal and, you know, do superpower mm-hmm. stuff. The Man of Steel is a film that I feel like if you actually take the time to understand what's trying to be told here as a story, it should really influence you as a person to want to try to be um, like Superman in the sense where it's like you want to be able, you want to try to do the right thing, even 
even though Superman has always, like he always has the ability to, to make it happen, even though you don't, that like, you should try to be like him. Uh, it's okay to have choices that are hard to you know make the right decision, like critical choices and stuff like that. It's okay because mm-hmm. Superman deals with it as well. So um, mm-hmm. this film is is very like it, look Superman also deals with issues, um, but he always wants to do the right thing. So take that with you as you leave the theater, and that's why I think like films in the DC Cinematic Universe are important. Uh, they're not escape films like some other superhero films might be. Uh, mm-hmm. There's something you can take out of it and take home with you, and I think that's what's important. Yeah. I- I think they sort of thus far, um, I haven't seen Suicide Squad, so I can't speak for that, but they have a more philosophical approach. Like they really pose a lot of questions rather than give give you like a fun adventure, you know, which again, like I think isn't everyone's cup of tea and I totally get that. Um, But I think we're all in agreement that we are enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and can't wait to see how Wonder Woman and Justice League turn out, but I have a lot of faith in those films as well. Um, so cool. Alrighty, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this week. If you love everything you heard, definitely check out everything that Joey's got going on on his side. Um, if uh, Don't forget, leave us a great review on iTunes. It really helps us out on the show. Uh, Nate also does another minute-by-minute podcast. If you're interested, it's called Tarantino Minute. Uh, him and Mike are going minute by minute through Reservoir Dogs right now. So if you love Tarantino's films, definitely check that out. Uh, there's also Stellar Dynamics, which is the ultimate podcast for Rush fans and soon-to-be Yes fans. And then there's Honey Hole My Beer, which is just two gals who share craft beers and odd stories. We'll catch you guys next week here on DC Cinematic Minute.